Pimelo Mutine on Life Happens weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. on SAFM. Five minutes after two. Thank you very much for staying with us on Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Mutine and you are on SAFM. A very difficult conversation we're going to have. It's at the heart of what makes us very vulnerable as a country. It's at the heart of what is at the core of our problems in this country, inequality. Inequality is a subject that I think if we, we do not tackle, we, we are literally on the brink of a crisis in our country. I don't think we give it enough attention. You've seen the number of images that have come through and think at some point we were in the cover of Time magazine. And those images are plenty. There's one, a Cape Town image where, uh, you know, you've seen that split in the middle uh, of beautiful homes on the one side and then of Shekdel dwellings on the other side. And the, the, the number of examples, I mean, are just are plenty. I think it's four ways as well. There's an image of Kaiser on one side and Dipslut on the other side. There's an image of Santon on the one side and there's an image of Alex on the one side. South Africa is not short of those number of examples. What we don't get to the bottom of is how on earth are we going to get to the bottom of the inequality divide. It is a crisis. We have got to address it. And at the very least, we need to at least discuss it because this is the elephant in the room that is at the center of why is it that people roll up their they 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 roll up their their windows when they get to the to the traffic light um, intersection, and there's somebody knocking? It's everywhere. It is everywhere, and it's time that you and I get to have a conversation about it and discuss what on earth is going to fix this inequality as the leading in an equal society in the world it is something that we need to tackle and i'll take your calls on 0891-104-207 i've also got guests i've got professor uh, crane sudan who is a ceo of the human sciences research council i've also got Spu uh, zugote who is a president of abatla libasum jondolo um, is a movement that uh, really comprises of people homeless people um, many of them sheikh dwellers in south africa and uh, really they apply to is to uh, uh, find homes, literally. That's all they really, their plight is, is to make sure that those who are homeless are, are given the dignity of being housed in decent homes, at least even access to land. So it's a big conversation. I want you to weigh in on it. Thank you very much for both of you for, for coming in this afternoon. Thank you Thanks very much, much Pamela. Let me ask um, a very simple uh, question. Uh, I think it's a complex answer you're going to give me, but let's start at the very beginning. How are we going to deal with the divide, the bridge, that divide of inequality in this country? I'll start with you, Spoo. Yes. Um, I think, first of all, South Africa needs decent leaders, leaders with integrity, leaders who love their country, who love their people. I think it begins with that. Um, leaders who put people first. Um, I think it's one of the ways in which the inequalities and poverty could be addressed. Leaders that are really sensitive to carefully listening to the plight of the impoverished outside there. Mm. Professor Sudan, your simplistic answer to how are we going to bridge this divide? So we need a plan, um, uh, Pumilo, and thank you very much for for, um, for hosting this conversation. We need a plan, and we haven't got a plan uh, right now. And that plan exactly is going to involve leaders, but it's also going to involve uh, uh, all of us. Um, 
it's it's a, a top-down initiative uh, intervention that is going to be required, but it's also from all of us at the bottom here. Uh, This is not something that you can fix uh, with a magic wand. It's a difficult one because with all the policies in the world, I mean, we do boast um, some really fantastic policy, uh, policies where you've got BEE policies in place, where you've got legislation that really backs us up uh, on many fronts. In fact, SWU is one of those people who I'm sure can tell you that the judiciary in this country has supported them through and through. But with mm. all of that having been said, still things don't quite work the way they should. So those policies are not implemented. So Spoo, from where you're standing, I'm sure on the one side, courts support you through and through. Where's the problem? Um, yes, um, well, the inequalities uh, that continues to tear us apart is really um serious matter that we all uh, need to um, unite, you know, to uh, work against. Uh, uh, what we are seeing in our communities on a daily basis is that the unfair distribution of resources really um, continues uh, this problem that we continue to face. Of course, corruption is one of the um, key issues uh, where, you know, um, the resources that needs to be going to impoverished people continue to be, you know, squandered and corrupted and individuals continue to enrich themselves at the expense of millions of South Africans who live in deep poverty, who are landless, homeless, and who have no voice. But of course, political unwillingness you know, to come to party, you know, to come to listen to what people think. And, of course, as we continue to treat the impoverished with indignity, um, we'll make, you know, uh, poor communities to think that they are inferior, they are beneath the law, you know, they cannot be taken seriously. So um, our efforts and our strategy has always been that it is time to uh, treat you know people with dignity and the fairness that they deserve, um, where they can equally uh, equally participate in the discussions you know that um, are there, that are meant to you know transform the society. Unfortunately, people get excluded from from the beginning you know you know from the discussions that take place at the ward levels. Uh, that's where. In most cases, our leaders are unable to unite and, 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 you know, work with communities equally. And the lack of information, you know, at the community levels, you know, people do not just live in poverty, but they also live in ignorance, which is purposefully, because once people know, then they are likely to turn the times. So the idea um, in order to, you know, continue the inequalities and poverty is that people should always live in the shadow of ignorance. And it's one of the ways in which these patterns uh, that exclude people continue to, you know, perpetuate itself. Hmm. Professor, you know, um, Swu is touching on very sensitive issues where he's alluding to the fact that corruption is at the center of all of this. Um, and, and they have many times gone the legal route and they've won against, for instance, the cities of uh, uh, Durban and so on, where they've been allocated land that the city did not allocate to them in the right manner through the right processes and so on. So the idea that poor people don't understand process, this this could debunk that. But on another level, 
Is it possible that what Swu is saying is true, the sense that there is a deliberate intention to keep people ignorant? Because while they are ignorant, they will not be able to go out and get what is required or what is rightfully theirs. Um, so, um, thanks for for those um, uh, deep insights into just what our, uh, our our consciousness is all about in the country, and I think that that's very useful, uh, Pumelo. But I'd like to say that those are often, if you like, uh, downstream effects of. Mm-hmm. what really the causes of the, uh, the, the, the problems are. And mm-hmm. we need to understand what the deep, deep causes uh, which we need to engage with uh, in the country are, 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 are all about. Mm-hmm. So there are deep structural things that are wrong w- with the society in which we find ourselves. Mm-hmm. The structure is essentially, uh, and we say this in, in our book, uh, Poverty and Inequality, mm-hmm. the structure of the society is based on things like uh, racial discrimination, uh, class discrimination, gender discrimination, uh, and other kinds of discriminations. And these things uh, are behind all of these forces that lead to things like corruption, like keeping people in subjection, keeping people in, in ignorance, and so on. So it's really important you know, for us to understand just what the nature of our society is, is, is all about. Mm. And the nature of our society, unfortunately, is skewed in the way that it favors uh, the powerful. Mm. Uh, uh, and um, we, we have to find ways of mitigating in the first instance we're not going to be able to break all of that uh, immediately. Uh, we have to find ways of uh, reducing the ways in which uh, people are able to exercise power over all kinds of other, uh, uh, if you like, uh, 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 disadvantages uh, which you know many segments of our, our population uh, sit with. Uh, and so ignorance, uh, if, if you like, arises as a consequence mm. of, of these structures. It suits power. Mm. Uh, to have people not to know, right? Um, but I'd like to just throw in something uh, uh, in relation to all of this. And I, I, I started talking about this when I said that we need responses from the top, but we also need responses from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have great admiration for Sabu's organization because they show us how you can actually mi- not only mitigate, but turn back and turn around uh, uh, the, the effects of all of these uh, uh, these forces, uh, and it's not only through the courts that they've been e- able to do that, but through the kind of protest which they've brought into mm. play on a on a regular basis mm. uh, to speak back to power. And it's mm. that kind of voice and their organisation. And I say this uh, publicly: their organisation is one of the most important defenders of the rights of the poor and the downtrodden mm. in the country mm. uh, at, at, at the moment. Mm. And the way in which they do that uh, is through uh, very important um, measures and tactics and strategies, which uh, a lot of us uh, want to uh, say uh, are entirely defensible. They're not populist. You know, Mm. they're not uh, emotional. They're rooted in in, in where people find themselves. You know, so, so, uh, and and they are promoting deep education, deep consciousness, and it's an alternative way of, 
of being which is already evident for South Africans to look at and, and, and copy, if you like. So I, 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 I think that we have this power, but we also have, have examples of, of, of other power, forms of power arising you know, from the bottom uh, through organizations like this. But, 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 but Prof, Swoo's organization is paying massive, high, high prices where week in and week out they have serious casualties where they're losing lives yes. from within the community. That's what I don't understand. Surely these are people who understand that Swoo's organization is, is doing for them and, and the, 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 the violence and yeah. the, the, the disruption comes from yeah. within. I don't understand that. Well, that's the extent of dominant power. I and mean, that's how dominant power works. Dominant power is able to, if you like, take, take uh, control of uh, the thinking of, 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 of even the, the downtrodden. Mm. So the downtrodden are, are unable to uh, uh, easily come to another way of thinking. But we have in our midst, and I'm sorry that the, 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 the tragedy, tragedy of the loss is so extreme, mm. uh, but without them, it, we would be in an even worse situation. Uh, you know, we, and so we have to support them. We have to find ways of supporting them. Smoo, we are encouraged. We see what you do at a high level. We are encouraged. It cannot be easy losing people day in and day out. How do you sustain this organization when you are paying such a high price? Um, thank you, Pamela and uh, Prof, for such a powerful words, uh, because Sabahali uh, has paid a very high price for, for, for you know, for uh, this strategy to bring uh, about the equality that everyone deserves. Uh, it's very sad to note that we live in the most productive economy in human history with more than enough resources to feed, house, and educate every human being. But these resources, we all know that they are being used to meet. The, I mean, these resources are not being able to meet all these uh, needs. Rather, there is a widening, you know, uh, wealth gap uh, uh, that is concentrating the resources and production, you know, capacity in the hands of the very few. Um, so it, it has not been easy for us. Uh, however, due to the determination and, um, you know, it's good to mention that Abakali has once discovered our mission. As Franz Fanon said, that its generation must discover its mission, fulfill it or betray it. And we have come to that stage that no matter what is happening, um, you know, um, we would have to do what is right, not only for this current generation, but for a future generation. We are working very hard to sustain Abakhali mm. with the high level of violence, state violence, uh, that is um, trying by all of means to destroy Abakhali. But we say it is our duty to our God and to our country to do all what we can, sacrifice if it means be. Uh, it's uh, it, it's worth doing at this time because we cannot allow the situation where we live as if we are being given a favor for, for, for living. So the continuation of such an unfair distribution of land in this country is a cause for concern, mm. especially in an Af African context when poor black people are denied the right to land. What else do you expect in terms of the economy? What else uh, other than to keep people in poverty, which is why as Abakali we continue to strike the 
so that the social value of land come before its commercial value. We say human beings, and you know, it's very important uh, before profit. We want to try and put the human value first ahead of profit. This does not necessarily suggest that economy is not important. You know, making profit is not important, but it can never come before the human life. This is what we are saying as Abakali, as we believe that the society should come to terms to say we live in a world that, that should be shared amongst um, to all who live in it. I'm on Twitter at Pimelo Modine uh, at SAFM as well. We are on the line 0891-104-207. We're on SMS. We're also on WhatsApp. Your comments on this really important discussion of inequality. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. South Africa is known to be the most unequal society in the world, according to the World Bank. The biggest question is how are we going to get to the bottom of inequality in this country? We're having a conversation here. It is open to you as well. And you're more than welcome to give us a call on 0891-104-207. I am sitting with uh, two really insightful uh, people, uh, Spoo uh, uh, Zigote, who is the president of Abatlali Basim Jondolo, Professor Crane Sudin, who is a CEO of the Human Sciences Research Council, and you as well are welcome to weigh in on this conversation. Stuart in KZN, thanks for your patience. Hi. Yeah, good, good afternoon. I'd like to say three things. Mm. Um, first of all, I think it's really important in a conversation like this to define what inequality means. Because inequality is not the same as poverty. They are two very different things, as some people will joke. If you're a billionaire, a millionaire is very unequal. So it's, they're not the same thing. That's the first point I'd like to make. The second point I'd like to make is it's just not true that South Africa is the most unequal society in the world. That is, is a, a, a comment that's often bandied about, but it's, it was, it, you don't it believe that the bank, you don't believe that the World Bank is accurate in those stats. No, I tell you why. Because mm. the, the definition of inequality is used by the Gini coefficient, and the calculation of the Gini coefficient, and it it looks at income and income only. It doesn't look at the value of subsidised housing, of free education, of uh, free access to some water and some electricity, of the social grants and of all the elements of the social wage in South Africa. Stuart, I don't want to so, cut you. I just want somebody else to weigh in on the subject. Stay on the line, please. Uh, Dr. Sudin, what's your comment on that? So, yes, of course, poverty and inequality are <coughs> uh, very different things, and we can measure them very differently, and we do measure them uh, distinctly. Uh, and so we can give you a very distinct uh, uh, measurements of what uh, poverty looks like and, and, and what inequality look, uh, might look like. The point of putting them together here is, is that they are uh, 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 closely uh, related. Uh, and uh, we bring them together simply because you can't talk about one uh, you know, with, 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 without the other. Uh, and uh, 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 absolutely, uh, we could find occasion when we can uh, uh, sift out uh, what the characteristics and features of poverty might be, and equally so, uh, what what inequality uh, might 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 look like. Uh, with relation to the second question, uh, the uh, uh, the caller is also 
technically correct. Uh, it is true that South Africa uh, is, is, is probably not the most unequal, but it's the most unequal of countries for which measurements are taken. Mm. And uh, out of 235 countries in the world, that, that number relates to about 80 countries. Yes, that's so, what you're yeah, saying, yeah, of, of, those, yeah, of those whose the, measurements the were taken. We're measuring, yeah, relatively yeah, speaking, of, yeah, a few yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 uh, 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 talking uh, absolutely empirically, yes, uh, we, we don't know. There may be countries that are many, many more times uh, more unequal than South Africa. Like serious countries, like India and like China and like... No, countries no not those countries. China those countries and India we were, have figures for. There were, we've you got know, figures so, for those, so, um, uh, you know, and, and China's a really important Anyone example to India show into this because they've been able to reduce like we, 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 we won't be able to hear each other. Things. We won't be able to hear each other if we speak over each other, Stuart, unfortunately. No, China, I'm, I'm just saying, Pamela, China is a really important example because uh, China gives us a, 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 a window over the last... Uh, 30 years of how they've been able to uh, reduce their levels of inequality. And it's all measured. It's available. Sounds like it needs to be an extended conversation. Sebastian, your comments in Cape Town. Hi. Hi, Sebastian. Um, Earlier in this program, a comment was made that we have the right uh, policies in place, but the problem is execution. Mm -hmm. I'd actually like to challenge that. I think some of the policies would be problematic, and Mm -hmm. one also has to look seriously at where one has no policy and should one one should have a policy. Uh, In the latter sphere, there's been no policy about endeavouring to curtail population growth. We basically, since democracy, had almost a doubling of the population. Um, This is the massive elephant in the room that no one wants to speak uh, speak about. Your suggestion, Sebastian? Um, That we actually need to uh, engage in more thorough debate into these policy uh, policy and uh, policy made and policy not made. Uh, not just uh, blithely accept that the policies in place are actually um, the ones that should be, and we, sh- we should look at where we should have policies and don't. Dr. Sudin, uh, I mean, you, I'm, I'm just yeah. coming back to you yes. because policy, yeah. I think, is a very academic thing. Yes. You, your comments on that? No, sir. Sebastian is 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 uh, absolutely correct. So it's, not, it's I think uh, we do need to to concede and acknowledge that. Our policy platform uh, works at some levels uh, and doesn't work at, 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 at other levels. So uh, the big question, for example, which we are needing to be looking at in the country is what our macroeconomic policy is. And we currently don't have a macroeconomic policy. Uh, and, and that's the fundamental point of departure uh, which we uh, are needing to be developing uh, to make possible all sorts of other, if you like, secondary policies. Uh, and so the big issue here that I think that, that we're needing to come to understand is what kind of economy uh, is it that is going to uh, be needed to be put in place to deal with the complexity of a country like South Africa, right? Do we simply go with dominant uh, mainstream policy as it comes from the World Bank? I'd like to say no. You know, we need a lot more sophistication in thinking about what the right instruments will be to be able to deal with the multiplicity of problems that we've got in the country, uh, including uh, these issues around uh, around population and growth. And it's got to be an integrated uh, suite of, of, of policies that are able to go to the structural, 
go to the psychological, uh, go to the behavioral, you know, go to uh, the relational. So um, you need all, all those elements uh, visible and in place and, and managed in a way which uh, gives us, you and I, uh, the space and the direction uh, in terms of how we should be uh, governing ourselves. So take water, for example. Um, uh, 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 there are some elements of our policy which deal with, with, with the fact that uh, some people don't, don't have water, but we've had to, to have a crisis like the water crisis in Cape Town to think about how rich people work with water. You know, so, so there are many levels at which you need to think about this. Take, a, take this thing about food distribution, mm. um, the way in which supermarkets uh, operate. We don't have a policy about dealing with waste and, and, and uh, excess uh, food, uh, take, you know, the, the whole issue, for example, of dated, of dated food supplies, ex- expiry of, 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 of food uh, and the labels uh, around all of that. You know, so, so it's a very sophisticated suite of things um, which is, is needing to be put in place. Some are small, uh, but some are really big, you know, so there's big macroeconomic question of, of, of how we stimulate employment, for example. Mm. Prof, uh, Prof, I'm going to have to cut you here because we've run out of time. We, we headed to the headlines and I think it's a conversation we need to extend. I thank you all for taking part because we do need to continue this conversation. Professor Crane Sudin, CEO of HSRC and Swu Zigote, who is the president of Basam Jondolo, a conversation of inequality. We will continue it at some point. I promise we'll get back to it, but we do have to go to the headlines. Just gone 2.30. Let's go to Uzi cycle.